0: Welcome to ServiceNow Tech Bytes, bringing you an inside look at our products. I'm your host, Steve Miller. Today we're going to talk about Embedded Help with Product Manager Darius Kumari and Software Engineer Sameep Kodia. This feature lets you embed context-driven information directly into the product to help users right when they need it. Stay tuned! Okay, joining us today are Darius Kumari and Sameep Kodia from our embedded help team. Welcome to the show, guys. Glad to be back, Steve. Hey, hey, Steve. Sameep here. Well, before we get started talking about embedded help, maybe you guys could tell me a little bit about yourselves. Darius, What do you do here at the company?
1: So you mentioned product management, and that's absolutely correct. I'm on the ITSM side for service excellence. So really anywhere where there's an ability in the platform to service a persona, whether it's a end user, a request from the business, a fulfiller, or even an administrator, I'll look at ways that we can use our platform to improve the experience for any of those users.
0: Okay, good. And what do you like to do when you're not here at work?
1: Yeah, so I'm fortunate enough. We're here in San Diego, out of our San Diego office. So we definitely hit the beach, you know, go surfing, go longboarding, go dancing, all the fun things you do outside the office.
0: How about you, Sami? What do you do here at ServiceNow?
2: So I'm a software engineer uh, with the ITSM team. And um, whatever Darius kind of imagines that what's going to be good features for our product, this is what we develop. Okay.
0: And what about when you're not here at work? What do you like to do?
2: Uh, yeah, I pretty much like the city. I, I like hitting the waters. I am part of an outrigger paddling club, so I go a lot of paddling and um, race race for them.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you both take good advantage of the San Diego area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, well, let's get started talking about the product then. Um, let me just ask to start off, for folks who might not be familiar with the idea, what is Embedded Help?
1: Absolutely, Steve. So Embedded Help is really this concept of contextual information, where you need it, when you need it. So let me give you an example. Say you're a user and you're looking at an incident page in ServiceNow. Embedded Help, when available, it'll be in the right-hand quadrant of your screen, and you're going to be able to access it because there's a little info uh, Icon, if you will, in the upper right, and it'll have an ellipses icon saying, Hey, there's embedded help available on this page. When a user clicks that to open the embedded help pane, it'll slide out from the right, and they'll get contextual insights about that particular page. So they're on the incident page, they'll get information about what is incident management, what do I need to know about incidents. And the great news is not only does ServiceNow provide default content, but as a customer, you are empowered to actually create your own embedded help content, meaning, what the information is you want your technicians to see or other personas, what that you know enablement training is that they need to know when you know resolving an incident or another piece of process information, you can take all that traditional documentation and put it in that embedded help. So when they're at the incident page, they see embedded incident documentation information. When they're at change, they can see information on change. And that applies to really any page in our system that the users are accessing. So I like to think of it almost as another version of, you know, Clippy, right? Back in the traditional days of Word, you had this assistant that provided contextual insights, depending what you were doing. Embedded help is a very similar concept. It's this contextual information that you as a user can understand and learn about that current artifact or page that you currently are on.
0: Okay. Well, you talk about information. More specifically, what types of information, what media could you present there?
1: Yeah, so the embedded help content record, the information we support, is going to be an HTML field that you can embed in the text you'd like, that you can stylize the way you'd like. But also, we actually just added support for videos. So if you'd like to embed a YouTube video or a Vimeo video, Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to take those two uh, channels and get them right in there. And again, that's really, really helpful because we see a lot of our customers, they want to do a quick training video. That says, hey, technician, this is our incident management process. This is how you close out a ticket at our organization. This is how you provide, you know, first contact details, et cetera. It allows our customers, you know, it allows you when you're in your instance to actually create that content that enables your users to be the most successful, be the most productive on that given page.
0: Okay, so that way, when you've created all these videos, they don't have to go anywhere else to get these different media.
1: Right, and that was the problem also that we saw for is traditionally you know, information is scattered. It's in a number of disparate systems and it's in third-party systems. Well, as the single system of record, your techs are used to just working in service now day in and day out. So let's take all that training information away, you know, out of those third-party legacy channels and make it very intuitive, embedded right in that experience that the technician's having.
2: And just to add to that, uh, you know, uh, the the traditional form that is available where you can write your own content you get a VisiVIC editor, like what you see is what you get. So basically how the help will be visible in the pane is how you will see it in the traditional form view. So when you author the embedded help, you know how it's going to be visible in the pane. With that design, it sounds
0: like it's both good for the user and good for the person who's designing the help.
1: Exactly. Whoever's in charge of that knowledge management, you know, traditionally there's sometimes organizationally Someone or a business unit in charge of that information development or that knowledge management and they'll very easily be able to manage that content manage it across releases and then specify exactly how it's going to look preview that and then push it out and we'll talk to in a moment how they can actually even push it out to specifically a set of roles or and a set of pages.
0: Well, you've mentioned context sensitivity. Now, as I understand it, uh, the help can be context sensitive in a number of ways to domain, to where you are in the product, sensitive to user roles, and sensitive to whether you're in, in normal operating mode or setup.
1: That's exactly correct. There's a lot of different kind of uh, options, if you will, in terms of what embedded help content should be shown. The big theory around this is contextual help, right? And the thing we noticed is context changes. You could be looking at the exact same page, but depending on what your context is and what your user role is in the system, it's going to mean something different to you. And the actions and responsibilities that you have, in regards to that given page they're going to change so what we've created is a number of different options like you've mentioned a you know by domain so customers who are using you know an msp style setup who have multiple tenants in their organization They're all going to be different in terms of what their operating processes are. So each domain can have its own content specific to their domain showing up in embedded help. So that domain A, incident page, shows information for domain A. Domain B, the exact same incident page, shows content specific to domain B. Now, next we have, of course, our standard pages, right? So if you go into an incident, you're going to be at an incident.do or in an incident underscore list.do. You go to a change, it's a change underscore request. So the actual URL pages, we can use those as qualifiers that actually say for this type of a page, you're going to be showing this type of content. Now, the next piece that I mentioned earlier was roles, you know, a lot of roles in the system and you can actually, well touch on this later, if you have multiple roles and a lot of content for multiple roles, sometimes users have overlapping roles. So you can actually define what is the priority you want. You know, if a user has two roles that each have different Embedded Help content, which one should take precedence? Because, you know, we're only going to show them that one that you'd like. Now, finally, you mentioned setup mode versus normal mode. So we actually, in the platform, we have this concept of guided setup. It's for the administrator persona, help them understand, and other personas, help them understand how to navigate the system, how to set something up or use a specific uh, form or process. So when you're in that guided setup mode and you're going in through one of these flows, a lot of times you wanna show different information versus if you're just working a ticket and you're not in this learning mode. So two different modes, and we'll touch on that more uh, in the future as we discuss this concept of guided tours, which we'll do in a moment.
2: to add to that uh, i mean all of these we have these different modes like the setup mode the different roles but we've also provided a fallback mechanism where if help for guided setup is not available it'll automatically show you help which is available in the normal mode if you're an admin help for admin is not available it'll show you help for idle admin if that is available so we try and give you as much help which is possible Now you talked
0: about fallback mode. That sounds pretty useful. What if there isn't any help at all? What do you, where do you fall back to?
2: Uh, So if you are an admin, you get an option to see uh, like a, like a image pops up a button which says add help article. So it kind of drives you and uh, it's a call to action uh, that go ahead and add some help. So when users start using uh, and come at that page, you can write your help. So but if there's no help available, it's going to show a blank pane over there.
1: Yeah, and uh, another point, to me that I want to bring up is, you know, out of the box in our system here, ServiceNow provides a lot of different pre-built embedded help content for our standard pages in the system but you as a customer you're very commonly going to make changes now you'll notice our out-of-the-box content it's read only so what sami mentioned is they can you as a customer you can make changes you know you can go in copy basically make a clone of what we provide you make an edit to that clone and then automatically any content that you create will take priority over our default service now content so this whole concept of you know editing the existing content we definitely have a baseline you can edit and adjust to but we also expect you to create something completely new from scratch that's relevant just to your business and specifically those you know configured forms fields and labels that you've put into your instance in your system
0: so in addition to the help that would be provided with the product or that the customer would provide, I'd also noticed that you can search for the documentation if if you need to.
2: Yeah, so there's the, certainly this option available where, in the Embedded Help pane, there's a Search Documentation uh, button, which the users can see and use and go to the Doc site of ServiceNow if they want to learn more and learn beyond what is provided in the help content.
0: Well, uh, that sounds like a nice overview of Embedded Help. Let's get into the nuts and bolts a little bit. How would you go about building help? Uh, I guess you can start with what comes out of the box, and then you would go on from there. Can you give me a rundown of how you do
2: that? Sure. So as you mentioned that uh, an out-of-the-box content is definitely available, but uh, as, as users, they create new fields, new forms, and new views, and they want to provide help Uh, according to your uh, customization. So on the embedded help pane, there's a ellipsis button which you can click and it says edit help article. Once you click that button, it directly takes you to the help content record where you can modify and see how the new help will look. And just as Darius mentioned that the baseline help cannot be edited so you can create your own copy so that whatever is provided out of box is always available as is. So customers can create, click on that button, create their own help, and the out-of-the-box is always available.
0: Darius earlier mentioned user roles and role priorities. How would you implement that?
2: Yeah. So uh, there are multiple roles within the ServiceNow system. For example, we have the admin role. We have the ITIL admin. We have the ITIL. And if a particular user has multiple roles, which embedded help do we show him? So... Uh, there is a table called Embedded Help Role, where a role name, which refers to the sys user role table, and there's an order column provided. So you lower the order, higher the precedence of that role uh, in the Embedded Help. So if there, there are multiple helps available for the incident page, an admin has a prior uh, order of 10, idle admin has a priority of 100. And if a user which has both the roles logs in, he will get to see the help which is written for admin. Okay, because
0: that's the highest priority.
2: That is the highest priority. But if there is no help for the admin role, it will fall back to the idle admin because that's the next in priority.
0: Okay. Well, it sounds like uh, there are a lot of different ways to customize the help then. If you can create different help for different roles and different pages and so on, are there any other types of customization that you can do like using properties?
2: Yeah, so one of the way to customize your help is like provide more context around your help is qualifiers. So, uh for example, a very common page in Service Now is the home page or the dashboards. So like as, as Darius mentioned, Embedded Help is driven by the URL. So if it says homepage.do, it looks for, in the Embedded Help table, wherever there is homepage, show that help. But now we can have dashboards for, example, the walk-up product, or we can have a dashboard for SPM, and you want to provide help according to the context. So uh, there is a Embedded Help qualifiers table where you can go ahead and add this homepage. And the the system parameters, the URL parameters is what changes for SPM and for walkup. So, the that part of the complete URL is what you add in the URL parameters, and the embedded help system will basically read: you are on which page? Are you on the uh, walkup homepage? Are you on the SPM homepage? And it'll show you help according to that. So it's so the whole idea is to provide more accurate help. Uh, according to the context and where you are. Are there other parameters that you can customize? Uh, there are properties which control the entire embedded help system, which is uh, if you just want to disable the embedded help from your instance, there are properties that are available for that. And as Darius mentioned that the out-of-the-box content is actually on a central repository and uh, your instance pulls help from that uh, central repository. But uh, if you don't want it to pull on a regular basis, you can go ahead and disable that too. And if you want refreshed Embedded help for your instance, you can go ahead and configure in how many days after how many days you want uh, the new content to be available on your system. So there's like a number of days you can provide. By default, it's 15 days. But if you would like new content only every two months, you can go ahead and put there as uh, 60 days. Another property that's available is videos. So we do allow videos as part of the Embedded help but if you want as an organization that oh YouTube is not uh is banned from uh is banned. So uh, on your uh, customer network and you don't want to show the videos, you can go ahead and disable those videos. So there's a property which says disable videos.
0: Okay. It sounds like there's a lot of flexibility at the end of the product. Earlier, Darius, you mentioned guided tours. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that. What is a guided tour?
1: Yeah, and Steve, I like to tell people that the guided tours is to embedded help like peanut butter is to jelly. And the reason I say it's such a tight and close relationship is that the point of embedded help was to provide information, contextual insights, and in many cases, training documentation to someone based on that page they're on. Guided tours allows us to take that same concept to the next level. Guided Tours is actually like a wizard... That is on screen and can provide insights hovering over and having callouts over different elements like specific fields, tabs, etc. And the strategy and advantage of that is you can very, very strongly train a user around what is the click path they need to take. What are the fields that they need to be aware of and the information they need to put in those fields specifically. And really, as the name implies, guide them through what a anticipated journey is so on the incident page again you could have a guided tour around this is how you resolve an incident you put in you know the state to resolved or closed you enter your resolution notes maybe you want to add a work note etc when you're on a change request and you open an emergency change you know enter in a justification enter in a uh, planned start date planned end date it can provide all these step-by-step instructions But beyond just being text on the side, which is what embedded help is, it's actually on screen call outs that you can click through and progress through almost a visual journey of that guided tour.
2: Well, and how do you go about building a guided tour? So to build a guided tour uh, as an option, menu option under embedded help, it says create a tour you and it opens up. A one-stop UI experience, which is known as guided tour designer, you go ahead, the form opens up for you. For example, if you want to create a tour for incident, the incident form is actually open in that designer. And on the right pane, you have options to the drag and drop callouts onto particular UI elements, reorder the steps, decide on what's going to be the trigger for your next step. And uh, on top of that, you also have a preview function. So, you can go ahead and preview the tour as you build it, and if you don't like it, just change it there, and that's that's so it's a very interactive way to create tours. Okay. Um, earlier, I think Darius, you mentioned anchor points for for
0: tours. How are anchor points used?
2: So anchor points are uh, basically UI elements, widgets on which you can anchor a step on. So as you as you know, the U uh ServiceNow forms have an extensive list, uh, ex- extensive uh, UI widgets. For example, the basic ones are the text text fields, the dropdowns, but you also have the bulb icon, you have the info icon, you have the related record icon on which you want to go ahead and create Uh, guided tour steps and on the list view you have the filter icons you have the and and the or buttons so you can really go very granular with this and create your tour steps on all of these ui uh, options on on the lists too okay Okay. And
1: something I really want to stress, Steve, is we, we've done a great job, in my opinion, of simplifying the experience of actually building these tours. When we first came out with the Guided Tour product, it was a very manual process. You know, you have to go into the dev tools of a, a web browser, you know, right-click, inspect an element, figure out what an ID is, et cetera. And now I want to stress that it's so easy in that you literally, with a visual builder in a sense, you can just drag and drop different tour elements onto the screen, selecting those nodes, if you will, uh, that you want to attach those steps to. So I think it's for those of you, you know, listening who haven't yet played around with this tool and even exposed yourself to what it is, it's definitely something need to check out.
0: Okay. Well, it sounds like the the ability to tie specific tour steps to specific elements on the screen uh, that may also make the guided tour a little more robust so that it can survive customization changes to pages. It, it, if, if, just because you make a change to a page, if the element that a tour step is associated with is still there, the tour step is still there. Is that right?
2: Yeah, that is certainly right. And to add to it, you know, uh, uh, the listeners can create their own views for a particular form and tours are available for the out-of-the-box views but if you want to go ahead and create tours for the views that you have created you can actually go ahead and configure that this particular tour is available for this view so that that that's a way that you know even for customized forms tours can be used so,
0: so for folks who are going to dive in and start creating their their own tours uh, what tips would you have to create a really effective tour
2: so, yeah, you see this UI designer, which is available. So everybody just goes there and wants to go ahead and create a tour. But uh, if, in my opinion, you would want to put a little thought that, oh, what is the intended purpose of the tour? Who is going to be my user? What kind of knowledge they already have? Uh, I mean, if you if in your call out uh, statements, you make uh, statements like, uh, hey, you got to click on this particular icon and you use the word which is not commonly understood by that user. So you want to be aware of uh, what kind of uh, statements are you making on your callouts. Another thing is, uh, if when when you ask the user via tour to create a data, create a records in the ServiceNow system, you want to make sure that the users are creating personalized data rather than they input the same set of information because the first user might take the tour. He's happy. The second user goes ahead and takes the tour and he might see the duplicate record error. So you want to think about that too. Well, how does a user start one of these guided tours? So actually there's an option which says configure auto launch. So if you want the tour to auto launch when a particular user lands up, lands on that page for the first time. So as soon as you go to the incident.to page, the tour automatically starts for you and uh, basically takes you to, through the process of how do you work with that page. So there is an option which will allow you to launch the tour automatically. Okay. And is that, can users start a
0: tour manually too, the same way they would request help
2: manually? Oh, definitely. That is always an option. Like, you know, if if you don't want to launch the tour automatically, uh, there is uh On the Embedded Help Panel, right uh, at the end of it, there's a button which says Start a Tour. Or if there are multiple tours available, there's a drop-down, and you can select the tour that you want to start.
0: All right. Well, thank you for the overview. That's great. Um, If users want more info than what we've provided here, where would they go?
1: So the documentation site is always a wonderful place to start. We have a lot of documentation on both embedded help and guided tours. I will also say on the community, there's uh, I've definitely seen at least one good blog that outlines you know the features behind guided tours slash embedded help, and it's it's really been well received. So those are great resources to go to. Okay, well, I want to thank
0: you both very much for joining us here today. That's uh, and, and sharing your insight on embedded help and guided tours. Thank you very much. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Please tell us what you think of this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more information on any ServiceNow topic, take a look at our product documentation, knowledge base, or Now Support YouTube channel. Thanks for listening.